Hello. Welcome to the Appalachian State Square Dances premiere show, Paddle Faster. Why do you call it that? Like, why do you call it the Appalachian State Square Dance? It makes that nobody calls it that. You're the only one. It only uh, in emails. So Brandon, Brandon gets his rolling start after all. Only in emails does uh, this happen. No, yeah, that, no, I know, I know. I know. You're my friend. You're telling me this because you care. We split the baby. All right. All right. Anyway, hi, everybody. Jay, sorry. Welcome to Paddle Faster. I am your I'm your host, Jade, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Greg Clampett, aka Henny Wiley, aka Cuban Pete, the king of the Roomba beat, aka the Freddie Gibbs of Appalachian oral history, aka uh John Alexander Williams. Do you want me to keep going? I can keep going. Okay. AKA fuck Owens. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't that. <laughs> that was a good one, though. That was a good one. And we're sitting. Listen, here. we still get a PJ thirteen rating as yeah. long as we don't use that word again. And we are sitting here. On, this is a very special episode of Paddle Faster because we're sitting here with our very good friend, um, the new Randy Travis, aka Old Slewfoot, Jamie Hedrick, the host of Jamie Sweet Meats. You know what I mean? And I don't know, Jamie. Are you going to talk or are you just going to sit there? What's up? There you go. That's that's Jamie. God. So yeah, he might he might jump in here with some with some. Yeah, the knowledge bombs. Our our usual producer Lee is on vacation today, so <laughs> so we subbed out Jamie. We went to the bullpen for a righty, and we went and got Jamie. <laughs> we were like, "Yo, who who will help us make this show? <laughs> who will fill the void? We need somebody off the bench. who will bake the bread? Yeah, <laughs> who will eat the bread? And so yeah, we, so yeah, so we went we went and got a substitute. We got him right. off the bench. So yeah, I, Welcome. But, so he's here. He's hanging around yep. just in case anybody's wondering. Uh, where uh, where Lee went? It's right. they've been replaced by Jamie, but only for this. Only only, only for now. Only for only, now. only while Lee's on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yeah. Only while Lee Lee's. They're having there. a good time in Hawaii yeah, right now, riding a dolphin as we speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying through the Pacific. Oh, Ocean. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last for sure. Dolphin. <laughs> Dolphins are dangerous. Thank you very much, Jamie. So see, this is why he needs a microphone. No, he didn't want one. So All right, anyway. so, <laughs> so we're right this this week. We're coming right back onto the home state, North Carolina. Uh, with the UK production, The Descent. Actually, not a bad movie, too. And I, Honestly, it was good. Explain why it's the UK production. Well, it's because it was made by people in the UK. Like, yeah. they, they were made in England, and, and it was filmed in England. Yeah, Whammy peas, bruv. So they're, they're definitely, like, trying to pass off... Um, the Scottish Highlands is like the Appalachian Mountains, which I mean, I guess they were like several million years ago. Yeah, cost cost too much money to uh, to go to actual Appalachia yeah. and, and film, so it's just easier, like you said, just to go to Ulster County or whatever, like yeah. wherever it was they filmed it. Well, Ulster's in Ireland. I, didn't they film it in most? I know. I no, know they filmed Ulster, it in Scotland. Only in Scotland. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's up? The exterior up? scenes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm I sure. Bad. London. You, I'm sure our listeners are enthralled. No, this is this is every, everybody. The the people love a good production meeting on air. Yeah. Everybody loves a good on air production meeting. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, this, the 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 Scottish film, The it's, Descent. Yep. And <laughs> that's that's the movie that we're doing this yeah. week. And so and so, Jade, would you like to uh, first of all, it kind of like uh, what was the other one that we had? It was Wrong Turn, where it was filmed in Canada. But they tried to pass off uh, the local, the whatever, like the, say, the local wilderness. I'll say this for Jugface. At least they actually went to Tennessee. Yeah, shouts to Jugface for actually going to Tennessee. You know, number one. Well, and you know what's interesting about that is that Jugface was made in America and uh, Wrong Term was made in Canada and this one was made in the UK. So the ones who were made outside of the country were the ones that couldn't be bothered to come to the United States. Yep, that is true. Interesting. But 
I mean, it's probably also like really expensive. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The visas, you probably got to pay a lot of taxes to make money yeah, movies in two different I, countries. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was. It's probably. It was probably more of a logistical issue than well, a desire issue. They should have just not made the movie. That, well, I don't know. I don't know. So because no, this, this movie was actually not half bad. Do you want to start off by all uh, right? So explain a little bit of the plot, Jade. Uh, our movie opens uh, much like Wrong Turn. Um, speaking of uh, similarities between the two, with our group of intrepid young adults uh, on a on a whitewater rafting trip, and they they have a great time, and it's kind of sets up that this this group of women who are friends and adrenaline junkies together, um, you know, do these do these kinds of adventures, I guess, together, and then um, they kind of get back in the car and. As we're watching it, old Slewfoot over there was like, you know, this looks like it's about to be a collision. And we all went, you're probably right. And then lo and behold, they swerve into oncoming traffic and a bunch of poles impale our main character, Sarah's boyfriend. And child, I believe. Was oh, yeah. And their child. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had so like her whole yeah. damn family yeah. is just just brutally fam family. And then there's some some like fever dream sequences in the hospital. There's a cake being offered up by a small child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. We do. We do love it when small children bring us cakes. You love to see it. You love to see love children to see bringing it. you cakes. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then and then cut to our intrepid group of friends driving along a road through the pines in the pines where the sun never shines and there's banjo music on the radio and they turn it off and they're like ah mud and blood and sweat and sweet jesus huh what shite turn it off Mud, blood, and beer, or sweet Jesus. Great, turn that shite off. And then they're like, "Hey, you know, you don't, you don't have to do this. We can always go back." You know, she's she's British, so I guess she's kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Now nah, I do want to offend the Brits. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you know, our our main character's best friend is like trying to talk her into doing this. Is like, you know, it's been a year. You know, they've had some severe trauma, and she's like. Well, you know, we don't have to go in. We could always go back to town and do a barn dance. <laughs> That's frightening. Listen, we don't have to do this, you know. We can head back and stay in town. Get wasted, go to a barn dance. <laughs> no, that is frightening. <laughs> And like it's just it's it's awful and they just like they spend the the first part of that car ride just shit talking Appalachians but I will say that's pretty much where the stereotypes end in this yeah, movie yeah yeah because because they go they go underground after that I believe that when you when you show up uh, and then they cut to one year later and they give you the new setting all it says is Appalachia USA yeah. So like really, I mean, you know, if you're in England, you could think that Appalachia is in damn Oregon or you could think it's in Montana. Well, they do have North Carolina tags. Yeah, you could think it's in Memphis. Yeah, you do ferret out that on the on the cars. Yeah, absolutely. And the description of the movie does say in the North Carolina mountains. Yeah. And the North Carolina the you know, North Carolina Appalachian Mountains or whatever, something like that. The Appalachian yeah. Mountains of North Carolina, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So so they descent into the cave, correct? Yep. Um, and honestly, the rest of the plot's pretty straightforward. Um, to, to give you the quick rundown, it's, 
you know, they, this group of friends enters the cave and they they get trapped. Uh, there's a rock collapse in one of the tunnels. Uh, Sarah, our main character, thinks she sees some people and everybody else is like, no, nah, you, you don't see nobody. You know Sarah over here. She'd be uh, having hallucinations about little kids bringing her cakes and shit. You know, she, <laughs> she, she's she's a little messed up ever since that accident. Yeah, you know what happened to Sarah and the rebar pipes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, and uh, one thing I liked and about... They just, and then they just, you know, they spend the movie getting eventually pretty much hunted and consumed one by one by one by one by one. One uh, by these this colony of cave dwelling Neanderthals that have yep. never left the caves in thousands of years and have evolved to be these little man eating creatures. And then you know at the end she emerges from the ground and goes back to the car and cries and vomits. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I, I will say that it's I think it is noti- notable that the commentary on Appalachian people and stereotypes around people in the mountains. Uh, we're, we're pretty much just kind of limited to to that early car scene, and I can see them still having that scene in like Texas. You know, like they, right. I don't know if it was necessarily terribly Appalachian specific beyond the banjo. You know, there's, I feel like there's a pretty close association there, but yeah, um, I think it was more just kind of English people, you know, looking down on Americans, which we deserve to be fair but it's not like they're in a position to do it you know having colonized a quarter of the globe right uh, one thing free I want... ireland up the raw ah uh, 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 yeah <laughs> so what, what... Ooh, wait hold on what? when i say ooh you do you do that noise okay uh, uh, uh. yeah okay ooh ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. up the raw <laughs> there you go there you go yeah there you go we do, that's a new chant now now you're fighting for the irish chucky arla i <laughs> I want to go back to something that you said. I, I want to go back to the plot a little bit. What? Because right. we could talk about like our favorite scenes and things like that. One of and this wasn't maybe one of my favorite scenes, but one thing that I liked when they were going through the uh, the the cave before they ever sort of um, met up with the the creatures that were that were like finally chasing them was that the cave was sort of like uh, was sort of like the villain in the movie, right? Like they kept going from one small hole into another smaller hole into a third smaller hole. Hey, and, and I then, was that third smaller <laughs> hole once. And then, and then eventually, like you said, when they get into the third smaller hole, like that's when somebody gets trapped. That's when it all goes wrong. And then one of them looks at the other one and is like, did we go to the right cave? And then Shorty's like, oh no, the, the other one was a tourist trap. Like, So I just brought you to this random cave. Yeah, that I just I found, brought you yeah. to this one here. Yeah, Nobody so. knows we're here by the way yeah. so oops sorry oopsie oopsies oopsie yeah. daisies for christ's sake juno i knew it i knew this wasn't right you filed a flight plan to mountain rescue if we don't report in they'll come looking for us now that's how it's supposed to work except i put in a flight plan for borum caverns and this isn't borum caverns is it juno we're in the wrong fucking cave holly was right borum caverns was a tourist trap i don't try and pin this fucking shite on me this is not caving this is an ego trip yeah. oopsie daisies yeah. i brought you to the wrong cave i it? know it would appear that we're yeah. lost in it we're lost in the wrong uh, cave you it? know what that's yeah. lowbrow humor i don't think I, we need to rely I on think that we could rely on uh, british accents why we you know let's, 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 fair. Let, let, accents let's, are your thing let's pull no punches yeah. do don't it. make me pull out the strong bully anyway um, you yeah. never listen to me. Okay, okay, no, yeah, we, we'll write a strong bully uh, about Tony Skit later. Right. Anyway, now we've successfully alienated our Italian listeners. Oh, they love it. They love it. So anyway, so yeah, I, I don't know. So all right. So do you want so, to recap some more of the plot for us, Brandon? Well, no, you, you, just, I think you did a marvelous job. Okay, yeah. I believe, I believe I, that the, I believe I like, that the, I, I would like to talk about the creatures just for a second. What did yeah. you like, Jade? I, I, I did like um, just the straightforwardness of the movie. Also, for for those of you who listen to this, not because you care as much about Appalachia, but because you love horror movies, 
I, this is a terrific watch if you're into like super realistic, like oh, viscerally upsetting gore. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like it, it was in a way that like wasn't necessarily gratuitous, but was realistic in a way that was upsetting. Yeah. And oh. I and I have to say that was that was pretty cool. Um, from a horror movie fan standpoint, I think that it was really well put together, and it's a great choice to make a movie on a low budget in, in this kind of situation because all the dark can kind of hide a lot of things. It makes your creatures scarier. Like I, I definitely, I think that overall the, the movie itself gets a paddle yeah. faster. Oh yeah. Double thumbs up. No, I don't. Is that, is that our rating scale? Two that's, thumbs up? We that's, didn't talk about that. We didn't have a meeting about that. <laughs> no, that's no, just I, mine. Okay. That's, that's your personal. I'll yeah. come up with my personal one. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, your, yeah. what's your personal? I don't know. I'll come up with something like seven, right. seven chopped logs out. Of, like that'll be out of seven chopped logs. Like yeah. how fire was it? So like, I, I think that this was six and a half or six chopped logs out of seven. All right. Out that's, of seven? Out of seven. That's, that's how right. I feel. I, that's I, fair. Going back to what you were saying though about the production, like I do like the, the like you were saying about the dark and sort of the effects. Like I like the flare. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of nice red flare action going on in this cave. You know what I'm saying? I am. So. And there's, there's some really good like readings to be done out there for those of you who are interested um, in like color theory and horror movies. And blue is actually a much more common color. And there were definitely some really blue shots in this movie as well. Um, but the red flares, like whenever they were like immediately in danger, were kind of really cool. So basically, Jade, I want to ask you this kind of running down um, some of our some of our things. Um, was there a hillbilly in the movie? No, I don't know. So, I, are you sure? Because I mean, the 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 creatures underground were not hillbillies. Because I don't know, were they people? They were human. They were people. They were so, they. So, reading up on the production notes for this one, um, it did say that they they distinctly the writers and directors distinctly set out to make them uniquely human and not necessarily just like otherworldly. Um. And so I think that I think that it would be fair to say that that they are humans, but they're just humans that have evolved in a completely different world than we have. Um, I mean, that super sick cave painting, though. They did make some super sick cave yeah. paintings, and I think yeah, the implication yeah. there, I think that was supposed to lead you to kind of the conclusion that these are like ancient cave peoples that have, you know, they just for whatever reason never left. My problem with that is I can see how the English would think that, oh, yeah, there's definitely a cave out in North Carolina where that could happen. <laughs> there isn't. No. It they would have been found by now. Yeah, they no, would have been sure. noticed and hunted to extermination. Well, like, I, I don't know. Do you, no, think, yeah. do you think the state of North Carolina would keep this? They would have just hush sealed hush? that. No, they would have just sealed the cave. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And the, if they, if, are you kidding me? If the national parks found out about this... They, would, like, they wouldn't they would alert just, us? They, they wouldn't tell the public? I, I don't think so. Like, I think they'd probably just seal the cave. Just cave be like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd oh. probably just fill in the entrances with concrete and be like, all right, let them starve down there. I'm getting it's a $20 job. I'm getting a nodding approval from Old Slewfoot. <laughs> old Slewfoot observes it's a $20 job to do that. Thank you. I have to concur. Uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I do think that it's, I can see how from the English perspective they may not realize it, but it's like Appalachia isn't nearly as isolated or remote in that kind of way. Um, like there are definitely, I would feel like if there are caves to be explored, they've they've been explored by somebody. Well, and you, you know, just, well, and you just hit on they're it, on somebody's property. They're in the national park right. somewhere. Somebody, a student from Appalachian State, has at some point gone to conduct botanical research in this cave looking at fungus or whatever you know yeah. like i i i i 
it is a hard sell to me to like think that nobody discovered this cave and got out alive before this. No, absolutely. That that's sort of like a we love this movie but type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a great movie but, you know, like well, that, that's a little unbelievable. And I and I would say that that's the the only qualm that I have with this movie from an Appalachian studies perspective is that it plays into this idea of Appalachia as isolated. Well, that's actually what I was about to say is that is that once she's inside the cave, she's she's isolated. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Th- and then that is sort of the theme. Like the, the two the, miles it, underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking. Yeah. Two miles underground, the whole thing. On that point, I would also say from an Appalachian studies perspective. There's a difference between the stereotyping at the beginning of this movie in that car scene and the stereotyping of movies like Wrong Turn or Deliverance or Jug Face. Because at the end of the day, movies like Deliverance, um, Wrong Turn, Jug Face, Pumpkinhead, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of these other, um, you know, quote unquote, hillbilly horror type movies, um, I feel like they're really the message of the film is that, you know, Appalachians are dangerous, that rural areas are dangerous, you know, the, the isolation of the woods are dangerous, this kind of idea. Um, you know, that the the terrain itself and the people of that terrain are inhospitable, you know, that kind of idea. And I think that there's a difference between a film making a message and characters expressing opinions within a film. Mm-hmm. I did not get the sense that this film was trying to make a message about Appalachians being shit or Appalachians being dumb or anything. It was just that the characters were, you know, upper middle class white ladies from England and probably would look down upon poor rural whites in the mountains of North Carolina. Now, that being said, like, and I, I agree. Which feels in character and different from that being the official message of the movie. So I agree with you 100% on that. And what I just want to add to that, though, is like I said uh, just a, a minute, second ago, for a, a long, long, long part of the movie, like the the villain itself was the cave. The villain was the terrain. Like the villain was nature. Like the villain was Appalachia itself. And then sort of these cave sort of dwellers sort of exist within nature, which is something that we've discussed about like Appalachian stereotypes and like hillbilly stereotypes. You see this in Wrong Turn. You even kind of see this in Jug Face a little bit. Like where does nature end and sort of these sort of like humanoids begin, right? So like that's that interesting that you say that because sort of in the movie, like the villain is the terrain itself. The villain is sort of like the cave itself. Yeah. And I, and I would agree with that. Although as a whole, I do think that the cave doesn't necessarily play first chair. Well, so I don't know. It I does think be- the creatures, I think they're, I think they're, I think it's twin fiddling. I, 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 th- I, I think, think it's twin fiddling. I, I think, think they're they are, just, I, I think, think they're, they're complimentary. The monsters don't come in until maybe like the 50 minute mark. Yeah, and then I remember when the monsters came in, we were like, "Oh, okay, well now all these people got to die soon because the movie's almost over." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I I don't know. I think that when the monsters come in, they are all of a sudden like the immediate threat. But before the monsters come in, their immediate threat is that they're trapped in the cave. Yeah, right. Like the, their immediate threat is like they are trapped in this cave. No one knows where they are because they've been taken to the wrong place. And how are they going to get out? Um. So it, on that note, Jade, was there an old man in overalls? There was no old man in overalls. There, was, there was a dilapidated cabin. But there was no old man in overalls. That's the nope. question. So what was, I think you've already talked about what the worst stereotype was. I think you said it was the the banjos and the car. Yeah. Um, 
But once again, I think that scene was more of a reflection on the character's opinions of that particular culture of American culture, of country culture, you know, um, rather than necessarily a dig it. Because at no point are Appalachians portrayed as being the things that these characters are saying. The characters' words are not backed up by any text of the film. They are just the characters' words. And so that was kind of my big... My big thing with that. So all in all, I'd say nine out of ten uh, for my rating. Nine out of ten L eights for That's my a, rating no, system. No. You on, just went uh, from two thumbs up to L eights. So you got pick a lane. You doing ten L eights? Are you doing two thumbs up? What are you doing? I'm sticking I with. Know. I'm taking. You sti- doing chopped? chopped I'm, I'm sticking with chopped logs. Go split logs. Seven, seven, and seven. I'm going seven for seven on the chopped log scale, and I already gave you my number. Right. So okay, what what was your favorite scene? That's a good question. I'm going to go with my my favorite scene was the the car crash at the beginning because it, Oh wow, really? It it got very graphic very quick and I was not expecting anything that bad. I was expecting like maybe a cut to black, but nah, they just show these pipes going straight through this dude's head yeah. with like brains splattering out the back. He was twitching. Which, do you remember do you remember yeah, the twitching from the, that was yeah. some great acting was from great that acting. dude who I think it's like maybe like three lines. Uh, there's no small oh, roles, yeah. only small actors, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know the SAG card situation over in the UK, but whatever the equivalent is, I'm sure that guy he earned it on oh, that yeah. time on that day. Uh, I think my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes was when they first get to the cave and uh one of the the British ladies looks at the other British lady and goes Oh, hey, we're going to be late, isn't it? Okay, guys, let's get moving. We're running late. Like, And she's like, we're going to be late? Like, come on. She's like rushing her out. And it's like, oh, you're going to be late to a cave. How are you going to be late to the cave? Like, isn't the whole point of it that it's just a cave? Like, you, yeah. you go in and come out whenever you want. Like, um, I think my other favorite Except, scene. Well, I mean, you can go in whenever you want. But yeah, but can you be the, some of them didn't come out. Um, and they never came back. I think. I think that. Uh, I think that my two other favorite scenes were when uh, uh, Sarah, the protagonist, when she stabs her friend Juno in the leg, mm-hmm. because Juno earlier had like betrayed another member of the group and uh, left her for dead. Yeah, there's like a whole like subplot within that. Um, you know that like Juno has betrayed Sarah. And the other members of the friend group first by bringing them to this cave. And then later we find out she was sleeping with Sarah's husband oh, yeah. who died. And then she like the accidentally stabs Beth and leaves her behind. So uh, not super relevant to the overall plot, but it's like the, the human subplot underneath the whole like creature cave Which, attack. By the way, they didn't need like, like no, other, uh, other than that stupid thing. It would be thing, a perfectly fine movie without it. No, and you know what? They didn't even need the husband dying at the beginning because that's the only reason that they have it is, so that, is so that later is to make his death seem like a whole thing because like other than that, this movie was smashing the, the Bechtel test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like other than that, like there was a bunch, like there was, they were only talking about climbing and they were only talking about going through caves. You yep. know what I mean? And the, and it was six, what was it? Five women or six women were like the yeah, main six cast. Six women, yeah. Yeah. And all they were doing was just talking. Yeah. Um, on that note, mm-hmm. I will say, perhaps, as with many horror movies, Brandon, the cave and the creatures within it are 
perhaps some kind of metaphor for the Ooh. emotional trauma oh. that Sarah is going through because it you know it feels like you you dive yeah. deep into the you know grief and then you have to climb your way out of the literal bones of your your dead loved ones and the cave creatures are your friends who can't help you and sometimes actively harm you during that process but you know wow yeah. and she does at the very end have to climb out of what seemed like a mountain yeah. of bones like yeah. you said like the, so the, many bones. the re- out of the past yeah. you could say yeah yeah leaving yeah. that behind yeah. emerging fresh almost reborn yeah. from the earth the old spinal cord yeah. dojo yeah I, I really do think though that like at its heart this is a movie about processing yourself through grief and trauma um in these kind of hard ways um you know she descends down into her own grief um she encounters some horrible demons in there both human and slightly not human um and then, you know, climbs literally out of the past over these bones, you know, the bones of, you know, who she used to be, you could almost say, um, to be reborn out of the earth as a new woman. I mean, she's covered in blood, too. There is this whole kind of like birth yeah. um, and rebirth analogy yeah. um, within that, you know, and then she she drives and screams and cries. Um, but then the, what's the last shot of the film, Brandon? Is uh, She is born. She is born out of the mountain. She's No, she, the very last scene, Brandon. Oh, the one where she pulls over? Yeah. What yeah. happens at the very end of the movie? Last shot of the movie. She. Well, hold on. Wait. Wait. Go, well, go on. Tell me. Juno. Jun, she. Oh yeah. There's Juno a ghost. popping up. Yeah. 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 It's a Juno ghost. though. It's, Juno. it's the girl the who she. She stabbed and left behind to yeah. ensure her own own escape. Yeah. Um, and also as revenge. Um, and so, you know, and I think at, at the end, you know, the movie is saying, you know, we we can go through hell, but at the end of the day, some remnants, some ghosts of that trauma still linger around us, and we have to learn to live with them. That was expertly said. Oh, like, so, wow. I also want to go back. I to watch a lot of media analysis on YouTube and also did my undergrad degree in that. So. I, uh, I, I would also, <laughs> I, I also like what you were saying though about rebirth, uh, just going back, she does pop out of the mouth. Like I, I didn't even think about it when, when it happened, but like you said, she, she, well, first she falls in the old blood pool and then she pulls herself out and she's covered in blood. And then when she's, like you said, cli- like we said, climbing up the kind of mountain of bones, she pops out of the mountain, and that is like she's being born out of nature again, yep. right? As a human being, out of this ordeal that she's that she's and this sort is, of suffered, and this out of darkness into light. Yep. Um, and horror movies always end in the daytime. Yeah, ab- um, yeah, absolutely. But except for Mandy, Mandy just ends. How oh, Mandy ends? If you haven't seen that movie, go see that movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, but Nick Cage at his absolute best. Um, that being said, um, I think that this is a trope we see commonly kind of utilized in a lot of like outsiders go to Appalachia, um, media. And it's not always with the like Appalachians is like inbred tropes and stuff. Sometimes it's just about, because, you know, we talk, we spend so much time talking about like Appalachian culture and people. Um, but the other, the flip side of that is just the actual mountains themselves, the, the geography and the terrain, um, which can also be used as a storytelling device because they are some, some pretty, I mean, there are some, some parts of the Appalachian mountains that are pretty treacherous. You know, there's a lot of things here. They're the oldest mountains in this hemisphere. Um, you know, um, potentially on the earth, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of history and a lot of significance to the, to place itself in this. Um, and I think we see a lot of novels set in Appalachia, um, movies set in Appalachia, songs about Appalachia that don't necessarily have to do with the culture of the people who live here, but that have to do with the terrain itself. Um, this is one of those movies, and I think it plays to that trope of going into the woods to find yourself and coming back out again. You know, in this case, 
literally digging through rock bottom, right? You know, um, which goes into that kind of grief metaphor that I think is in the film. Um, but for me, I think that this plays more into the Appalachian nature tropes um, that we see come up in media versus the Appalachian cultural tropes, right. um, which are two separate, two separate things. But I'm glad that we have a movie to talk about um, and kind of introduce um, that kind of ideal with um, this idea of Appalachia as a force of nature. And and um, we were kind of the whole time trying to be like, is this about coal miners? Because there's no coal in North Carolina, and we would know that the people Which, in England wouldn't know this. Like, like yeah, yeah, and I and I feel like we were missing the point almost. Um, you know, and I think it's easy to get caught up in our own expectations as well. You know, I certainly did going into this movie, and I'm you know I'm pleased to come out and say you know I vastly prefer, um, especially horror media that comes out with Appalachia, you know, experiences of within the nature of the region um, and the geography, because I think that it can be politicized, but I think that more often than not, it's politicized in a good way um, that shows value in the actual physical landscape. And I think that that's good at the end of the day for, uh, for all sorts of things. What do you think the pitch looked like at the old uh, uh, boardroom over at the MGM London? They were like, <laughs> Oh, all right, I'll go. No I idea. gotta say something super serious, and yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, d- too much. We need jokes. Oh, we need banter. Oh, all right, oh, all right. I got no idea. What if we send six ladies out to Appalachia, right? Oh, they didn't say Appalachia. Oh, we send them out to Appalachia, right? And and we let them go inside the mountain. Oh, you still got that ch- sound? No, uh, it's Appalachia. Appalachia, right? And we let them yeah, go inside the go. mountain, and it's all about this woman's trauma, eh? Like she goes into the mountain, her family dies, and she goes in there, and she finds out. Yeah, beep, beep. Quite right, quite right, isn't it? And then, and then they gave him a million dollars, and and that was the end of the the process. 